Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. You're smoking crack! Let's get it going. Why don't we? It's a Thursday. Cody, we're back. It's World Hockey Report. Coming to you live on 12 Ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network. What is going on? Coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios on a beautiful day in Alberta. Sun shining, hockey's happening, and oh yeah, the Oilers, Flames, both in the playoffs. We're going to dive into all of that on the show today. Vegas eliminated. Canada loses as well at the under-18s. They continue to fail at that tournament. It's a tough one to win. I don't know. I got thoughts on why Hockey Canada isn't putting together that good of a team. And there should be zero excuses. I don't care. You don't have access to some major junior kids. That ain't an excuse to be losing at the under-18s every single damn year. On the show today, we'll get to Tyler Kuehl in a couple of shakes. Jill Thompson's coming on to talk Sabres. Great Twitter personality there. And then Adam Ermitrout hopping on at the end. We'll break down some playoff stuff and get you set. Round one next week. Home playoff games in Edmonton and Calgary. What a time to be in the prairies. What a time to be in Alberta. There's no better place. Also, shout out Dennis Bayek. 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 I got to get that one right. Hey, he's a legendary voice of the Winnipeg Jets. He's going to be hanging it up after this season. Awesome guy. Wish him all the best in retirement last night. They'll quick update on the scores. Eric Comber gets his first NHL shutout as the Jets hammer the Flyers. Sorry, Zach Medeiros. Your team sucks. They lose 4-0. Montreal gets past the Rangers 4-3. Georgiev. Big oof. You can't be losing to the Habs at this time of year. Uh, Vegas, they just can't win in a shootout. I think they've gone 0 for 17 or something in their last shootout attempts. Chicago beats them 4-3. The Coyotes beat the Stars. Dallas is still in playoffs. Easy sweep for Colorado. Yotes win 4-3. And the Kings beat the Kraken 5-3 in Seattle. 
Some big news from yesterday, and this is why we're going to bring on Tyler Kuehl to talk about this, because he's the man. And the CHL, they're banning Russians and Bell Russians from the import draft this summer. Obviously, Adam's got his opinion. I've got my opinion. Tyler's got his. They vary a little differently. And before I dive into mine, I'll quickly, Adam was the one who put it out first off and said, hey, you know what? What did the kids do wrong? Why do they deserve to be punished? It's a fair take. I think it's a fair question to ask. Ken Campbell obviously had his opinion. He's from the Hockey Podcast Network and says, I don't remember, you know, Canada banning Americans when the states invaded Iran. So we snap it over to Tyler Cool. Host of Tuesdays on World Hockey Report here, World Hockey Report's finest now. I can call him that TKS. Hey, uh, T Cool, what's your thoughts on that? The the CHL banning Bell Russians and Russian players for the upcoming year. Well, you know, Janner, it, it's tough because for me, I, I actually I work at a, a news radio station. And so I get to hear all this stuff all the time. And just when you think that maybe it won't affect hockey too much, it does. Now, remember, though, I mean, we got to remember that this there was rumors that this was going to be announced earlier. I believe it was going to be last month or maybe a few weeks ago. But the public outcry for it kind of caused the CHL to second guess to maybe rethink their decision. Obviously, by the sounds of it, they did not. And it's so hard for me because I there are so many players that are Russian that you can tell are not they're just not they they don't they don't like what's going on. They don't they're not fans of it. They they uh, the tennis player, I forget his name off the top of my head, literally during a match wrote on a camera saying no more war. And I guess I know guys like Alex Ovechkin have, you know, they haven't condemned what has happened. And I understand that. But you're telling me that every single kid that wants to play junior hockey right now in Canada or would be thinking about going to the CHL is for what's going on in Ukraine. Like, that's my thing is that they're, they're punishing these kids because they weren't all they did was want to play hockey and their country, their government decided to invade another country for reasons to the kids are kind of like, why would you do that? And I get the sanctions that the double IHF has done pulling the tournaments away from them and all the, the political sanctions and the economic sanctions, all that stuff that governments have done, you know, that's their business. But, it's not like these teenagers can go up to Putin and the Kremlin and say, Hey guys, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. Like who, no one's got, they have no say, they have no say what their government does. So why should they be affected? Why should their careers be affected because of what someone else does? What someone else decides, like that's my problem with this Janner. I know, I know some people probably are, are gun ho saying the Russian, you know, I mean, they remember Dominic Hoshik coming out saying that all the contracts. How did you know that was going to be the next person I brought up on my notes? That's oh, funny. because I mean, because I remember that one too. I mean, I don't know about you, but Hoshik was, I, I still think Hoshik's maybe one of the greatest goaltenders ever played the game. I just, because of, you look at his numbers and bad team he was on, but I remember that. And I'm like, Oh, dang, Dom. Like, and you can see why, like, and of course they're over there. And of course, Hoshik, he grew up in Czechoslovakia. He knows all about the the KGB and, and the Soviet Union and how they were treating people back in the 60s and 70s. He lived through that. So I can understand why maybe this is, you know, maybe a little, you know, a little close to close to home for him. So I understand his reaction, but it's not like these kids, you know, Matve, you, you're telling me like Matve Mishkov is sitting there, you know, pumping it in like this is a good thing. No, I don't. I don't know. Like 
But here, here's, I, I, no, here's I where I'm going to cut you off because you, you bring up Mishkov, and here's – if there is um ethical issue that the players have right now with the war, why would they play in leagues and on teams that are in full support of it and very vocally supporting it with, you know – displaying the Z symbol in their rink, having Putin signs up. If these players are against it, and if these players really want to leave the country, should they not be opting out of that right now? You know, should they not be having a stand and saying this isn't right? And I know, hey, there is, you have to have some massive stones to be, you know, boycotting the KHL, VHL, MHL at this time. But I would have a little bit of a different or more sympathy if these players were sitting out and saying, I fully don't agree with that, and that's why I want to go play in North America. That's why I'm not going to play for a league that supports Putin right now. Then no, and, that, and I totally get that, and that's why I think some players should be coming. Because, I mean, you, I, mean I, I know we're probably going to bring it up too, but like, remember how bad it was for Artemi Panarin and his family. 100%. You know, he had to go home to make sure everyone had to be safe and – and that's why I think, you know, the CHL should understand that and sympathize. Like some of these kids don't want to, like kids that maybe like, I don't want to play here because it doesn't feel safe. Can I go play in the OHL? Can I go play in the Western League, the Quebec League? You know, let me find a place where I can, where I can fit in and, and feel safe to play the game I love. Like that's why I think the CHL is maybe really taken away here because, you know, for some of these, some of those kids and maybe not just Russians, but or Belarusians, you know, guys that play in Finland or other areas of the of Europe and whatnot, and up there, they want to find somewhere else and find a new start for them. That's why they come over here and try it out and try to be in North America. So, you know, that's why I think the CHL. I I, I know what they're thinking. I see what they're trying to do here, but I don't think this is the place, Janner. This is. I don't think this is the platform they should be taking right now. Yeah, you make some interesting I mean, points. Good, I don't think it's hot water for saying that. I totally understand that, but like it, it's there, there's a different message to be sent here with with what they're what they're doing here. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation for sure. And if you got a thought, join the conversation right now. If you're watching on Twelve Ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network, or say what's up, you got another question, join the conversation right now, anytime. As long as we're going to keep it appropriate on here. I don't want to have to be uh, skimming through comments again. That's an absolute nightmare. Hey, why is the PHF making news again? I, I, I seen it was going all over. I know Regan carries the, the new commissioner or whatnot. Are they thinking about expanding? Is that kind of what's going on there? Well, the, the well, I remember when last year when they made the announcement that they were investing $25 million into the league that Montreal was going to be a shoe in the expansion team now remember there was going to be expansion with the toronto when toronto came in the toronto six there was going to be toronto and montreal montreal unfortunately didn't quite work out but the plan is that there's going to be two teams now there's been many people that have speculated pittsburgh to be the the other team um the league right now is i don't say they're skeptical about moving further out west because obviously travel is very expensive and you know while they're going to be bumping up the salary caps and whatnot and the amount of money going into the league and the benefits and whatnot, travel still, I mean, it's a lot of money for player for teams, you know, from New Jersey or Connecticut to be going all the way out to even Minnesota right now. So, you know, I, I would love to see a team out in Chicago, you know, my, you know, Midwest neck of the woods over here, but it's, it's hard to say that, you know, they're going to, because right now it's speculation. I think, 
you got to find a way to make an announcement here soon and start forming a team. Unless they are doing that, you know, kind of under the radar because, you know, I, I, I joke about it, but when, you know, Long Island University announced a college hockey team in April and they're going to put a team on the ice in October and September, I'm like, that's kind of adventurous. I don't know. I mean, yeah, and then they go I'm not sure the logistics the ACHA team. Exactly. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it was. And, you know, I know there's a lot of girls that, you know, that try out for these PHF teams and whatnot and girls that come out of college looking for a spot to play both NCAA D1 and D3. Can you put a team together quickly enough in a season at this point? I mean, right now, I mean, we're, we're getting closer to May and I think this, they want to start the season in October, November of next year. You know, you're going to have to announce something here soon and, you know, put a team together that, is competitive and obviously they the phf came out saying they're not going to do a draft this year they're going to do free agency which pretty much means that you know the players available or you know girls that are coming out of college or you know wherever they're playing or coming from maybe if they come from overseas possibly that they there's not going to be a team that can say all right we get the right to pick this player it's the players can pick wherever they want to play and that's going to be interesting because you know i think there are certain franchises that might have a little bit more leeway right now than some others and that could you know certainly affect the the level of play but certainly you have to announce the team first for montreal if they want to get any players in this upcoming free agency so you know right now it's it's and you know we're kind of just waiting to see if anything comes out of it i hope so hope something comes soon because more hockey the better more players getting into the league uh, and more money will be coming in from those teams as well so it's you know, it's kind of a waiting game right now and i think that, you know with the new administration coming in with the new obviously new executive for the, for the uh, players association it's obviously a big thing there but certainly i think maybe they're trying to get everyone on the same page before they make a what's going to be a, probably a big announcement here with not just one but two potential teams coming in the premier hockey federation well at end of the day they better do it quick because they're soon going to be second fiddle right that's that's the issue is that if they take too long yes. or maybe they are waiting long for that reason to to see if the the PWHPA does launch their league which will start in January and run through April that's that's everything I've been hearing there and expected yeah. to be heavily Canadian franchised as many as four or five teams in Canada and for then, this upcoming season because well, it sounds like they're going to use the markets that they're they have right now for the, the the Dream Gap Tour. So Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Calgary, Minnesota. So they're probably they're just going to probably use them as the teams and the, for the PWHPA league. And that's probably why they're waiting until January to start the season because they know that they're not going to be able to you know announce a league here. I mean, if they do it soon, they'll be perfect, but. They don't want to be under the gun to try to put a league together, get everything all set up in four months. You know, like they want to make sure they do this right. And you know, I, and I, you know, you, I mean, we know Jana Hepper. I mean, she's obviously a very spirited woman and very, very great hockey mind. Like, I guarantee you, this has been on her mind and something that she's been working on for a year or two. Like, this is probably something they've been working on since the seat up folded. Let's be honest here. So they're probably just making sure they got all their all their ducks in a row before they make any. Real announcement. Obviously, the signs, the speculation, and the details that remember when Jeff Merrick released him on Hockey Night a couple weeks ago. Everything sounds great, and they just want to make sure they can pull it off. And because you know, doing one season's great, but if you want to have a pro hockey league, you want to do it for a few more years than that, right? 
Okay, I got one more quick one for you. It's on uh, Mike Smith. Back to the NHL. We'll close it out with this one. Uh, since March 17th, he's 9-1-1 with a 9-41 save percentage. Do the Oilers have the best goaltender, the hottest goaltender coming into the NHL playoffs right now? Well, you know, it's funny you mention that, Janner, because I did an interview with a gentleman yesterday that's going to be on next Tuesdays with Tyler at 2 o'clock on Hurl the World Hockey Report, and he says that Mike Smith is one of the best goaltenders right now in the league. And right now with the tandem and Koskinen's played well earlier on this season, and he can certainly be a capable backup. But, you know, he said that the Oilers have one of the best tandems in the league right now. And uh, that's my, maybe my little tease there for next Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk, we'll talk a little about the Oilers playoff series with the LA Kings. So you'll just have to stay tuned for Tyler Tuesdays on World Hockey Report. T. Cool. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Janice. See ya. Thanks again. Tyler Cool, right there, host of World Hockey Report. On Tuesdays, our insider, the insiders, joining us here on the show. I see Jacobs in the chat. Vegas is going to be firing Peter after this season. I think DeBoer's leash is probably gone. But, man, that whole situation with Leonard, too, doesn't help anything. Like, Jake, I'm, I'm interested, and we'll get to it after the com- or after the, the break here because we're going to be talking Sabres. So you know Jack Geichel's going to come up, and I know you love that conversation. And I get Robin Leonard battled injuries. How much of this season's failure falls on his shoulders? Does it fall more on management, coaches, for running a one-goalie system with Robin Leonard when he's never been the guy? He's never shown he can handle a full season by himself. I think a lot of blame, a lot of blame, has to start falling on Robin Leonard's shoulders here. It's uh, it's an interesting one. 45% Logan Thompson's our only good goalie. But, but Jacob, here's my issue with Logan Thompson is, what, three, four years ago, he's playing against the University of Regina. He's a U-sports goalie who has worked his way up but you wouldn't say Zach Sachenko is the goalie of the future for San Jose. Neither would you say that about Logan Thompson. He's been a good stopgap. He's a damn good American League goaltender. He ain't ready to be a backup in the NHL yet, in my opinion. I don't think so. What's going on, Soda Pond? We got to talk Blues and Wild. We'll get to that with Erm later on. Uh, I'm interested. I know Soda Pond's going to have a thought. Mike Smith, I think he's the best goalie in the NHL right now going into the playoffs. Got a 941 over his last 11 starts. Let's be real. He's always been a hot or cold goaltender. And right now, Edmonton's got a hot Mike Smith. Vegas wanted to miss the playoffs so Panda could get healthy. Well, Jacob, if that's the situation, I think... Hey, maybe that is. Maybe they do want to get fully healthy for next year. Again, interesting strategy. The Beer Sports Whatever Podcast. Hi, I sub. Yeah, hit subscribe if you're watching on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, 12 Ounce Sports. Go to THPN YouTube. Subscribe. Hop in the chat. Because when we come back, I think it's going to be a good conversation. Jill Thompson always brings it. We'll talk Sabres on World Hockey Report.
Hockey fans feel the action like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Pro Rock is changing the way we buy top-of-the-line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced, and provide the perfect kick point. Whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you. They're at a price point you can't beat, so check them out today at ProRock.com. Play like a Pro Rock. Here is go back, 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 back. Let's roll. Commercial breaks fly by, don't they? Shout out to DraftKings, the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get it going. Those guys are hooking it up as well. Coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. A lot of people in the conversation. Good morning, City Life Project. What's going on? Jacob. City Life Project, you lost to the Yotes. Vegas would never. Well, Vegas might lose to the Coyotes once in a while here. Let's be real. Who's going to win a Stanley Cup first, Arizona or Vegas? I don't know. I think that's a legitimate conversation right now, especially until Jack, uh, oh, Jack, Robin Leonard gets healthy. I got my mind in a pretzel trying to read through 72 different comments here. Okay, let's snap it over. Jill Thompson, everyone knows her. From Twitter as Sabres Bunny, Twitter personality. She's going to hop on. How about those Sabres right now? They seem to be buzzing right now. Jill, what's going on? Hey, uh, well, I have to say, I feel like the NHL should allow another team to come in based off vibes, you know, because I think the Sabres definitely have, you know, after everything we've been through and that rally through the Jack Eichel stuff, and especially how we're doing now and how Jack Eichel is doing, I think we deserve it. Well, I mean, maybe they start taking a team based off of vibes, but uh, vibes you got tonight against the Bruins. I, I think you went out of your way with a bold prediction on Twitter. I think I lost that one. You're, con- I, I, you're I, confident. I have to do everything bold. You know that. You're confident in them against the Bruins, eh? I mean, it's, you know, I've waited long enough. So now that we're doing good, I'm all in. You call the 4 nothing shout-out shout out for them. Oh, my goodness. I'm reading shout-out on here as well. What's going on, T. Johnson? Devo hanging out here. I mean, get your bold predictions in. Follow us on Twitter at World Honky, RNPT, 4 nothing. Can we talk about this Tage Thompson kid or what? Because he's been buzzing. 
Uh, absolutely. Not to like throw my last name out there, but it's Thompson. So I, I love this because I need a Tage Thompson jersey now. I feel like I can get one. So he just tied Jack Eichel's single season goal record, correct? Oh, oh, he he passed it. Oh, okay, wow. Great, he has great thirty-seven research. goals. Yeah, he has thirty-seven goals. I believe Jack Eichel's was thirty-six on the season. Uh, so what what a time for him to do that? I mean, timing is everything. So since February sixteenth as well, Buffalo's had a better record. They've scored more than than Vegas. Their power play is wildly better. Like, what changes have you seen since uh, you know Eichel distractions gone out of Buffalo? So I had to disclaim, I had to put a disclaimer out there for myself. You know, once we're all allowed to be putty about Jack Eichel and Buffalo right now. Um, but I never want to like speak his name again after the season, but I feel like as Buffalo Sabres fans, as much as we've gone through and the crap we've gone through with him too, especially, uh, we get, we just have to get it out of our system. And I'm, I know everyone wants to hear about it. So, um, what was the question? I just had to put that up. Oh, I just said, what, what have you seen different about the team? Like, you watch more games than anyone well, here. Yeah, well, number one is obviously uh, without – it's just night and day without Jack Eichel there. So there clearly was problems within the locker room with him, uh, which I heard about, you know, on the side, uh, that affected these young kids, these young players so much that you can see – even older guys like Kyle Opozo, you know, like he, look at him. He's had over 20 goals this season. He's like a, he's a reborn player. It's like he, I, I asked if he had rocket jets or rocket packs on his skates, like after Jack Eichel was off the team. So uh, it's a combination of things. So obviously um, I think the younger guys found chemistry, you know, they're, they're getting their lines figured out uh, who who um, is mo- most efficient with who we pulled in. I know behind the scenes, we pulled in a couple um, analytics people that are incredible um, and everything's just coming together. I mean, obviously the coach, uh, Donnie Granado, who we call Donnie Meatballs, he, to me, he would deserve coach maybe next season, you know, cause I feel, I really am confident the Savers could make the postseason next year or next season. And he will definitely be in contention for, you know, coach of the year Uh, between him and Kevin Adams, the GM in Buffalo. uh, They've really turned it around quickly. Uh, I think all the things were there. It was just, it wasn't lining up the right way. So that's such an Eastern thing to call it the postseason. It's just like, it's the playoffs. It's the Stanley cup playoffs. Postseason's baseball. Let's let's leave it at that, Jill, with uh, the, the whole postseason talk. Hey, how happy were you last night seeing Jack Eichel in Vegas officially eliminated from the playoffs? Well, you saw my – I had to make, like, a little creative tweet there. Like, that's all, folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was ecstatic. It, honestly, like, I hate to say that seeing a player fail makes – gives me some kind of joy, but – he was poisoned for our, our fan base, our team, everything. And uh, now people understand. And I love to see, you know, all of the NHL and the fan bases understanding it and getting it. Uh, it means a lot. So we all knew what was going on, but no one else got it. So 
What's the was awesome. what's the potential for this team next season? You say you think playoffs, not the postseason, are an actual possibility. Like right now, is it a coin flip for playoffs next year? Or do you think like this team's actually going to contend for something higher than a wild card spot? Because like the the Metro's tough. Um, I, you know, the only missing piece for me right now is goaltending. Uh, I feel like if we, and we obviously have a ton of talent in our pipeline, you know, we got Levi Portillo, we got UPL. Um, I, something that has been in my mind is getting Craig Anderson, even though, you know, he is old, he has performed and done so well, more, you know, better than anyone expected him to do at his age for the Buffalo Sabres, especially now that, uh, you know, the offensive cor- corps are actually producing Craig Anderson is like a big having goaltending is everything. So uh, the missing piece for me is just getting the goaltending on lock. Um, and the other thing I have to bring up is our, our, our prospects like down in the AHL and the Rochester Americans, uh, we have Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka and JJ Paterka has 64 points, which is the most points in the HL since, uh, he, I, I'm going to butcher this name. Schwinnard in Nova Scotia from the 90 or no, 1975, 76 season. So I got it. I mean, we're stacked. I'm pretty confident in us making the postseason next year. And, we're going to lap the Leafs making like beating the first round and we're going to lap Jack Eichel too. Cause he's not going to make the playoffs again. Second straight year for Vegas without playoffs would be crazy. Who's having a more impressive year, Jeff Skinner or Alex Tuck. Oof. Mm. It's gotta be Skinner, right? I saw this argument on Twitter. That's well, we I all knew Skinner. It. I mean, they're both, we both, everyone that knows hockey knows Tuck and Skinner are like solid guys on and off the ice. You know, they're good for the locker room. They can score a lot of points. They can play two way offense. You know, um, I think a lot of people, yes, you're right. Skinner, because he got so much shit talk about his contracts or his contract, you know, that $9 million contract. Um, and now, now he's owning up to it, even, you know, on a team that's not making the playoff that were 30 points out of the playoffs and he's putting up 62 points, 33 goals, 29 assists. He's had 20 points in the last 18 games he's played. So what's your thoughts on Casey Middlestat? Because I know this is a guy who I was a, I was pretty high on. I'll be I'll be honest. I I swing and a miss at this. I mean, yeah, one. after that, but like 18 points in 38 games. I don't know. Is it what's his ceiling right now? Third line center? Is that that kind of where everyone's going to be slotting him? I know everyone got so high on Casey Middlestat from that World Junior Cup goal. Like he did the whole uh, what's his face uh, Bobby Orr style goal that won. You know, um, he he just took a longer time to develop. I don't think you know the Sabers get no they get no coverage really um, across the NHL media sucked for the past. How many and you can't complain about so, not getting so many, well, I am the first person to make Casey Middlestead jokes all the time. Cause it's too easy. 
but, um, he's been nursing an injury. Like, I don't know exactly what it was, but they just came out, uh, in Buffalo press with him saying, you know, he's had an injury all season, which whatever, but hopefully like in his rehab, he can do a pull up this time, you know? So. Well, it's not Sam Bennett. Andrew's hopping in the chat here. Says Skinner's always been good. I don't know if he's always been good. I think he had a down. I think the pressure of getting a lot of money gets to some people differently. I, I think that's a fair way to put it. And I also think that, like, could a could a guy like Victor Olafson be putting a little bit of pressure on, you know, Skinner and other wingers? I knew you love you love Victor Olafson. I knew you were going to bring him up, so I, I did my research. He's got an unbelievable shot. I really think so. Front row production I tell says, you. oh, no, I don't know what the oh, no is for. Danelle says, is anybody happy or not happy that the Golden Knights missed the playoffs for the first time ever? Shout out, Danelle. You're late to the conversation, but we've been cheering about that for a long-ass time. Hey, I'll ask you. Yeah, Andrew, oh, my gosh. Andrew, Danelle, front wrath, the wrath of Jacob, Danelle. Hey, who wins the Stanley Cup first, Vegas or Buffalo? Because that's the question of the day that we've been buzzing through right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Back uh, to Victor, back to Victor Olafson. Jill, where are you at with him? Uh, I mean, I've, you know, the last time I was on with you, uh, I was all for him too. The kid, he's so, I feel like he is the next Sam Reinhart for the Buffalo Sabres and being underrated. People don't realize like how good this kid is. And everyone, anyone who is big into hockey, fantasy hockey, or the Sabres, a true Sabres fan, knew him in Rochester. I mean, the kid tore it apart just like JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn are right now. Um, he, yeah, he's had 20 points in the last 18 games and he can, you put him on the right side on the power play and the kid, you can't see the puck. I mean, you have to like slow-mo it down times like a hundred to even see the damn puck because he shoots it. I mean, I, I really want, them to put him in front of one of those, you know, radar thing, whatever they're called to figure out how fast this kid can shoot the puck. Because I've even heard Jack Eichel on spitting chicklets, you know, saying he, the kids got like can rip a shot faster than anyone he's seen. Darlene even said, I've never seen someone shoot a, a puck as fast as this kid. So it's all there. It's just about placement, you know? And now that I think the pieces of the puzzle are coming together for the Sabres, that's why we're, you know, we're going to see a lot more of this. Well, Danelle wants Vegas to, why would they go wear their gold jerseys as their home jersey for next year? I, I, I really don't care what jersey. Oh. I, I think I think Vegas has ugly jerseys to begin with. Like ugly jerseys, ugly helmets. Too. Terrible, terrible yeah. style. Andrew, talking and about. And they want to wear those metallic gold helmets. They're gross. Like this, They're you know, disgusting. they do in Sweden. Yeah, that's like yeah. a top goal scorer. You already... get one for sure. Vegas doesn't deserve a Stanley Cup because they were already handed a Stanley Cup final on a silver platter, in my opinion. Well, they, they didn't get a Stanley when Cup. When they entered they got, the league. They got 2-1. Yeah, it was, it was a rigged situation, but also the NHL's better off with Vegas doing good because then it means less escrow. Jill Thompson, our guest here, uh, follower on Twitter at Sabres Bunny. I got one more for you, and that's on your guy, Rasmus Dillon. I mean, he's been called a bust. He's been called every mean name in the book. And somehow this kid has taken another step forward. Once again, 
to the, to the point where I, I think people were kind of getting sick of him, kind of thinking maybe you move on from him. Like, can you get a return if you get him out of town? I don't know. He's shoving it up everyone's hoop right now. Yeah, and I call that like the Facebook dad group that says it's just people that don't understand the kid was 18 years old breaking Bobby Orr's records on the Sabres team with Jack Eichel, which was awful, terrible. So we have this 18-year-old kid putting up, posting, you know, 40-plus points his rookie season in the NHL, transitioning from the SHL, adjusting to the rink, everything. And uh, no one got that because they just expect, you know, uh, like a normal defenseman will come in at once, you know, they, like Cal McCarr. He went back to the NCAA, played for his college for a season and a half, played yeah, for the Kale playoffs with the Avalanche. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to bookmark that. You can't even <laughs> right say now. It's he not is. Even a I think long term. No. Okay, right no, now, this sure. This is not a conversation we're going to have here. Kale McCarr. Well, we can have an entire twice. We can have an entire now. show about that and let people call in. But Kale McCarr, I'm all I'm comparing Kale McCarr for right now is because people know his name and understand that. But I'm saying Kale McCarr was given more time to develop. He went back to his college, kind of like Owen Power, you know, and now he's in the league destroying it already. And, uh, but Kamakar is like a foot shorter than Darlene. Like Darlene could body him. Darlene has more agility. Darlene has not even played one tenth of his ceiling yet. That's my opinion. Um, he's finally finding his conf. This, the thing this season is he went to the all-star game. He got confident now with the coaching, he can fully grasp and be confident and know what he's doing and have control. And you see that in his play. And that's why he is at, well, actually in his last six games, he's put up nine points. Like that's insane. Yeah. But look at who they're playing against. We were playing against good teams the last six games, but also remember last time I was on, I told you Darlene, they had him play on the left side when he is accustomed to playing on the right side. They they put him on with own power for a few shifts, with own power on the left, Darlene on the right, and it was an analytic hockey person's wet dream. Like it was insane. It was mind blowing. So just watch out. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's, I mean, you saved your wildest take and then you, you totally redeem yourself talking about Power and Delene p- playing on their proper sides to close it out. So, Jill, thank you. It's always a blast catching up with you to talk Sabres. Uh, I'd say enjoy the playoffs, but the Sabres won't be there. So, yeah. I guess we'll touch base um, in the off season. Of course. And are the Oilers going to the postseason? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, they'll sweep the Kings first round. It's an easy one. I already called it. First round, probably win a cup yeah, like I predicted the, the before West the season. Is easy, but the, the West is easy breezy. But anyways, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Jill Thompson right there. Follow her on Twitter at Sabres Bunny. When we come back, Adam Ehrmantraut is going to hop on. Andrew, I see your comments. Danelle, I see your comments. Front Row Production says, let's go Capitals. We'll get to those all after the break, and Erm's going to hop on as well.
Hockey fans feel the action like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Pro Rock is changing the way we buy top-of-the-line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced, and provide the perfect kick point. Whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you. They're at a price point you can't beat, so check them out today at ProRock.com. Play like a Pro Rock. What is happening Thursday World Hockey Report? What's going on, Andrew? Love the last conversation. Jill Thompson, you follow her on Twitter at Sabres Money. Earlier it was Tyler Cool on Twitter. T Cool, he's the man. Hanging out now, it's Adam Ehrmantraut. Going to stop by and talk some playoffs. Oilers, Kings, round one. The Oilers have the hottest goalie in the league coming into round one. Erb, does that equal a sweep for Edmonton? No, I don't think so. I think LA probably, I, I think I'll say Edmonton five. Um, just because, you know, LA's, they're going to get one quicker. Peterson will play well for them. They'll like David and Drive said, eleven off night, and LA will win like two, two one or three one or whatever. But no, I, I don't think a sweep. But I think you know, and right, like Mike Smith, he, he had a good year last year and was average in the playoffs. And you know, you can't have average in the playoffs. We got an interesting quote here from Jay Woodcroft. I wasn't going to use it, but I'll tee it up. We might cut it off partway through. But Jay Woodcroft was asked today about you know. When do you rest, guys? How much do you? How much can you put on them in games 81, 82? He had an interesting answer. Have a listen. Do you put a focus or a premium on making sure that guys are rested um, before your first playoff game? Yeah, well, I, I think for us, um, and, you know, it's almost been, a, you know, I keep saying it, but we're focused on the day's business, and uh, um, we've kept consistent with that messaging right from day one and uh, I think for our team we want to make sure that we're in a rhythm in the proper rhythm doing things properly having purpose to our work understanding that today is an opportunity for us to get better and refine some things in our team game so that we're ready when uh, we start with game 83 but as I said I keep going back to it we're taking care of today's business 
So he wants to stick with today's business, and I understand that mentality one day at a time. You can throw whatever cliches you want out there. I think, though, that you probably, it probably wouldn't hurt to rest McDavid and Dreisaitl. I don't know. Like I think McDavid was skating with Kane and Poole Yarvi today. Broberg's back up. I don't know. I, I think I think you got to rest the big guns, Adam. Am I wrong in saying that? Because it would absolutely kill a team or suck if you lose your big guys on games, you know, eighty-one and eighty-two that are meaningless. Yeah, I think there's two ways to look at it. Like you could rest the guys and say, okay, give them a week off. They'll come back refreshed, but. Um, you know, the other way is we want to gear these guys up for playoffs, not gear them down. And I mean, but even if they play, what are you going to do to play them a max 15, 16 minutes? And, you know, they're probably going to, I don't want to say develop bad habits, but there's a loose puck or something. And, you know, it's a 50, 50 puck. I can't imagine McDavid or dress settles going to, you know, be going in for it like they would in the playoffs. So I think, I guess it's too conservative to play them and have them, you know, play like how I'd assume they're going to. You got a you got a bet tonight. One of the best uh, best bet you got lined up. Like Oilers are taking on the Sharks. They're obviously heavy favorites. Any anything you're liking? Yeah, Evan Neal to be the fifth pick in the NFL draft. It's like or fifth, yeah, fifth pick, like plus six hundred. Oh my goodness! I totally forgot about the NFL draft. That's going on. Andrew's in the yeah. chat. Yes, they do. I, I I don't know, Andrew. I'm still on the fence about resting guys. I I think you should. But uh, speaking of bets, Adam's going with that. We asked on Twitter, hit us up at World Hockey RPT. Mikey says Vancouver at minus 118 is what he got them at. They're now minus 180. Sick bet right there for you. Oates to Hall says the most fun would be a two-team money line parlay, Sabres and Preds. Well, we'll get to the Preds in a second. Uh, West Coast Hockey Bias says Florida is one of the few teams that still has something to play for, President's Trophy, and they've got Ottawa. Don't mind that. Jill uh, says Sabres going to shut up Boston for nothing. Brandon says he'll take the over in the Sabres-Bruins game. Ryan McKinney says Boston, Edmonton, Devo. Kings are the dogs in Van because of the back-to-back. Lots of chalk tonight there. And PCL says Sabres plus one and a half. So a lot of interesting takes here. Danelle says the three teams that are in pressure in the playoffs, Avs, Panthers, and Maple Leafs. Who do you think has the most pressure, Adam, coming into the playoffs this year? Uh, definitely Toronto. I mean, they have created a first-rounder every year. They you know, they only have like two years left in Matthew's contract. I think Marner's as well after this one. So definitely them with Florida. Um, I know Hubert owes up in a bit, but they, they've traded some stuff. But I think that they still are young enough and have enough guys, you know, like the Marchment and for Aggies and Ekblad's locked up and Spencer Knight to, to still not have a worry, but I think it's got to be Toronto. I think that's fair, but how can you say they've got a ton of pressure when they have to play the best team in the East and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Like, they're not going to be favored in that series. No one would be shocked if it's over in five even. Like, you got to play Hedman, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Stamkos. Like, I still think that Tampa Bay is, you know, they probably use bench management if you want to throw a basketball term out there this season because they know if they just get into the dance, they got a damn good chance at winning. So I don't think you can put that pressure on Toronto based on their first-round matchup. I I think it's a – well, no, I I agree with you on that, but I think the pressure is more so just based on past history and that this is – essentially the the last dance they have with this group um you know there's not even really a question about it so 
I think that's where the pressure comes from. And, you know, who knows? They might be missing Michael Bunting for the first round. Join the conversation anytime at 12 Ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network. And, of course, if you are watching on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, hop, hop over to THPN and uh, click on that subscribe button. So let, let's talk Flames and Preds. Preds are without Saros. That's obviously going to help the Flames. The juice is going up. I, I know we'd love to see one Saski guy between the pipes for Nashville. Not quite sure we'll get there. But Calgary playing David Riddick, their former goaltender. I, I don't know. What's what's your lead in this series? Like I, I can't even say well, Calgary not, in that's five. That's not set yet. That's not set yet because if Dallas beats Anaheim, there'll be three points up on Nashville. Or, yeah, if Dallas beats Anaheim and Nashville loses to Colorado, then it'll be uh, Nashville, Colorado. Really? Yeah. So there's, cause right now Dallas is a point up. If they beat Anaheim, they'll go three up and then call If Nashville is Colorado, they'll be down. So I know Nashville holds a tiebreaker, but they play Colorado tonight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think you'd way rather play Dallas than Nashville. Well, maybe not if Saros is out, maybe you would rather. Play yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like with Dallas, you know, you have, I I don't know. Like, there's a couple guys on Dallas. Like, does Tyler Sagan or Jamie Ben really worry you at this point? Probably not. And you know, the lower end of the Nashville lineup is better than the lower end of the Dallas lineup. Yeah, I think that's fair. Danelle says, "I saw the video on Neil post to post. He did a video on it that the Golden Knights are going to wear their gold jersey as the home, and they'll have a new alternate jersey. So, what will happen with their away jersey?" I don't know. I, I don't know, Danelle. I apologize. I'm not exactly sure. You know, I'm not a jersey guru by any. I, I think a new alternate for them makes sense. The gold. They said fine. black for the alternate. Okay, blacks are cool. That's. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them. You know, do some. Well, no. What What did they wear at the outdoor game? That was a black base. The one. red. The no. The oh, red the, ones. Okay, I didn't mind the reds actually. Yeah, I thought those were sharp, like Just, a little roulette action. Any, yeah, any, anything but those stupid gold helmets. I'm sorry. I just can't stand those. Andrew, Flames so hot. I think they can get the cup. Thought the Stars were out from last night. No, the Stars lost. They're still it. They, they're they're going to be number eight no matter what. I didn't know they could get to number seven. I, I really yeah. think if you're Calgary, you're laughing. Plus, you get revenge from the bubble, right? It was Dallas who knocked out Calgary in the bubble. Yeah, way, way back when. I choose to forget the bubble, honestly. Way back when, it was like 18 months ago. A year. Yeah, two years. Danelle, what was my favorite retro reverse jersey? I like the Jets. And I, I think that that's just one where they went a little off, little off, uh, you know, the grid. But I, I don't know. I think, what was your favorite retro reverse, Adam? I like the Navy Florida ones. I thought those were pretty sweet. Like they're kind of like they're they're older older ones, but I just thought they're a sharp jersey, better than what they wore now. Then Al, don't worry about that guy in the chat there. There's a lot of trolls, so we're having to monitor it pretty closely right now. So if you're wondering why things start going haywire once in a while, we've uh, we got some friends or uh, some sort of trolls hopping around in there. So if you know Nashville doesn't get Saros back, do you think Riddick? Is he able to push it to six or seven, or do you think Ingram's going to have to come in? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, Riddick's numbers this year are what they are, and you know, it's it's tough to see him having that long of a leash, just given. I mean, Connor's played fifty some games in the minors too, so it's it's hard to you know quantify like fifteen NHL games versus fifty four AHL games. Um, you know, it's 
I think either of them would maybe have a leash where if, you know, one falters, the other goes in. I think that's fair. I, I don't know. I could see it being a lot quicker. Just the, the Saros effect. We've seen it every time Saros plays in Edmonton and even Calgary. Like he just ups his game. He's got that much potential. So maybe Ingram gets hot. Maybe he pulls a Jordan Bennington, goes on a run. We'd of course love to see that. And yes, we'll sacrifice the Calgary Flames playoff hopes for that. Uh, the playoff series I'm most excited about, and you know this already, Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues. Are, can we, can we see, is this the, the number one series, I guess, on paper in your mind? Definitely the hardest one to pick where I'm going to say, I think I said like Minnesota and seven and, you know, that's not really with any confidence. I think the, the biggest thing for me is Minnesota has two goalies who have proven they can play in the playoffs. Talbot had that really good run with Edmonton in 2017 and then in the bubble with Calgary. And, you know, as far as St. Louis goes, Jordan Biddington the last year and a half is not not played well and you know Billy Hughes has taken over and you know I think he has like six or seven losses this year but unproven guy and you know I think that I trust Minnesota's too you don't know which I guess of the four you don't know who which two are going to start but I also think that Kirill Kaprizov has a level he can get to because he wasn't great in the playoffs last two that you know I think Robert Thomas and Vlad Tarasenko probably won't be able to but I just think the, the Kaprizov Zucrell Hartman line is better than what St. Louis has. St. Louis has way more game breakers, though. That's wild over Blues in six, Andrew says. I'm taking the Blues over the wild in six. I think I think St. Louis has a goaltender in Bennington who can snap and just get in the zone, and I'm not saying he can go on a full playoff run here. And again, you've got Ville Husso, like... What a great goaltending matchup, a good defensive matchup, a good offensive matchup. Like when people are like, oh, Tampa and Toronto is the premier series in the playoffs. No, I, I think Minnesota and St. Louis are going to be the can't miss games this year. Yeah. You know, you want those two teams to beat up on each other. Cause that's what playoff hockey's kind of turned into. And I mean, those are the two that I'd rely on Pittsburgh and Washington. Are they dead to you? They're, they're no longer contenders. Um, I don't know. I, I think Pittsburgh's pretty beaten up. I mean, if Tristan Jari's out, they have absolutely no chance. Washington doesn't have a goalie they can trust, but they could still, you know, win a round or two. I, I just, that division's pretty tough to pick where it's like Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina Rangers. It's, it's tough to pick. I mean, definitely wouldn't be surprised to see them win a round or two, but there's big question marks with each specifically on the back end. So I think the next time we'll talk, it'll be after game two or maybe before game two, Oilers and Kings. So I'll, we'll leave it at this, Erm. Give me a prediction on that series. Oilers in five. Sticking with Oilers in five. I don't mind it. I'll say Oilers in four to be bold. Anything else you want? Oh, no, I got to ask you about the CHL. The hell? I got to ask you about that one. They're banning Russians and Belarusians for the upcoming import draft here. You, you know, you you expressed your your opinion on that. What did the kids do? But uh, hey, the floor's yours. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're penalizing them, I guess, based on their their country's situation, I guess you, you could say. And there's a guy here in Saskatoon who's, who came here and he, I don't know if he played great the first month and now he's going to be a mid round NHL draft pick. So I think seeing those guys and I mean, they have no bearing and, and stuff like that on how their countries operate. And honestly, I think you could even go a step further and say, if you allowed these kids to come over, then, you know, it'd be better for their, 
their own situations, right? Like let alone hockey, but, you know, coming to, to Canada, which is obviously a lot safer than, you know, anywhere over there, it's, it's a lot safer for them and to get drafted here, it'd be a lot better, but I mean, is what it is, I guess. Does anything weigh on you when you think about these players right now playing in leagues, playing in event showcases that are fully supporting, you know, Putin and, and Russia right now in their invasion? Or do you think if those players were to sit out and say, hey, I'm kind of protesting, I don't want to be a part of it, do you think then those kids would have a better chance of coming over? Or do you think that just doesn't play into effect anymore? It's just, hey, they're Russian. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it plays into effect. I mean, then you're making all these rules and maybe a guy says something that just to get over here, I, I think it's a, a bigger issue than that probably. And the NHLers, you think we're still going to get Russians next year? Or do you think it's going to boil over? No, I I think we will. Um, you know, there's there's that guy, I think what's his name, Topchenko or your, I, I don't, I forget his name, but there's the one guy with a couple teams on him. And yeah, I mean, the last time I guess a Russians came over other than Panarin, it's hard to really see one working out. I remember the, uh, Vegas, their first sign, one of their first signs was Vadim Shipachev guy. And he last, I think a month in Vegas and I got them back. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't even really look into the Russian stuff too much because a lot of the times, unless the guy's a, a top end draft pick, it's he's back in the KHL in two years. Well, I think it's Kuzmenko. That's uh, the yeah, Scott yeah, guy. He's going to be coming over to Edmonton, likely, or that's at least the the rumor. Uh, oh man, Denal's in here as well. We got like thirty seconds. I got to get your thoughts on this text here. Um, the playoff format for the NHL, I never liked it at all. They need to go back to the one versus eight format at least. You know which teams are playing who. Do you like the one v eight or do you like the wild card? I like the one v eight. I want to see some variety. Like I don't yeah. need to see Toronto versus Boston for the seventh time or whoever like i mean there's there's been a couple where it's just like okay like they've played each other nine times now nine not because and i mean you look at it too st louis and minnesota are both ahead or tied with calgary in points so you kind of eliminate them races down the line where you know calgary could be playing for something now like better seating but they've already got the one seat for for a month now but i mean as long as vegas isn't and i guess i'll just touch on that they Got Eichel, looked like a bunch of guys skating around. Ferraro said it perfectly. They didn't look like a team. Their power play was a complete mess for what they had. And they have no guys on value contracts anymore other than really Shea Theodore. So a lot of issues there. I One verse 16 would put me in rock stage. That's I would just love to see them go to one versus 16. I think that would be so fun. Okay, Andrew's in. And uh, I'm sorry, we're going to go like 30 seconds over here. Adam, what do you think about the Seattle Kraken? Quick, you got thought on them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they have to figure out who, what their deal in net is. Um, you know, Drager and Grubauer are both pretty inconsistent this year. Uh, they got to figure out which guys are players for them and which guys they don't need. I mean, they, they played the heck out of, like, Riley Sheehan and, you know, a couple other guys like Carson Coleman. And, you know, I think they need more guys who they're going to build around in their core opposed to, you know, just playing veterans to make games respectable because this year it seemed like, they were trying to be good, and then they realized they weren't, but they wanted to sell tickets or whatever. So I think they need to have a more clear direction there on, you know, let's be bad and then be good, opposed to, yeah, let's pick seventh this year, and then let's pick, eight. like, you know. Have a direction is what you're saying. Hey, uh, Danell, I fully agree to you. You know, I don't think they're going to go back as long as Gary Bettman's in charge. That's going to do it. Andrew, everyone, BC Hockey Podcast, thanks for hanging out with us. Back next week, same time, same place. 